All right, everyone, welcome back. I know we're all excited to be here. This is the Secrets of Building a Successful Business podcast with James and Neil. And today, we're going to talk all about how I was suckered into buying a vacuum that I didn't even want to buy. And so it's, it's a great story, a tale of mystery and woe. But to kick us off, we're going to have Neil, who's going to talk a little bit about the reasons why. Yeah, the reasons why, guys. All right, so the first thing is, most of us have purchased a product. Um, a lot of us are trying to sell a product or a service, whatever that is. But the one thing is that a lot of us, we all hate being sold. And majority of the time, we hate selling in the sense of you hate being that person that like has to get up on the soapbox and talk about how cool your product is and how someone can't live without it, right? Um, and that whole process of selling, but on the other, the other end of being sold is a turnoff. It really shuts you down from actually buying. So I want to address this fact of how to actually sell without having to sell. Simultaneously, how you overcome objections so that people want to say yes to you. Um, I think it's, it's been said every now and then throughout the thing, uh, throughout our podcast, like one of the most effective things you can do when it comes to selling yourself or marketing yourself isn't so much to talk about how cool your product is, but to really talk about the market in and of itself, you know, show that market numbers show this market says this because internally us as the buyers, we recognize when, when we need to, to make a change, right? Like, in fact, when we see that, wow, that's really the case. When we understand it clearly, how the market's acting, we, it is not a stretch of the imagination when we all of a sudden imagine like, hey, that is me. Holy cow, that's me completely. And so a few things you can do today is more about just recognizing the type of objections. Uh, we'll jump deeper into uh, how to avoid the objections and things like that later. Uh, but the first thing is, um, you know, I had a story I wanted to tell, but I, I think your story, James, of this vacuum thing is perfect. So why don't you just, just jump into that and entertain sure, sure. me. Entertain right. me. Sounds good. Okay, so first of all, this, this story touches on a lot of different sales principles. And so I'll, I'll kind of identify each one as I go. But this all started off uh, when my wife was just like, oh, hey, by the way, there are some people coming over to our house to clean our floor. And I'm like, oh, all right, that's cool. I guess we're getting a free floor cleaning. So that was, that was immediately the hook, free floor cleaning. So they're offering up something of value for free. So they came in, they cleaned our floor. And uh, <laughs> so because they did that, there's automatically this like this reciprocity rule, right? Where if someone does something for you, you feel like a little bit of social pressure to do something back for them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The guilt is real. <laughs> yeah, totally. So so then they, they started talking about the vacuum that they had used to clean our floor. And they didn't just vacuum it. They also shampooed it with the same vacuum. So that was oh. pretty cool. So already they're getting into the, uh, the benefits and the value proposition of the product. And then like Neil said, um, when he's talking about, you know, sharing statistics from the market, they, they did that too. They were like, with this vacuum, or they said most vacuums will only get like 20% of the stuff in the floor, whatever. And, and, you know, making you feel like every house is dirty because the vacuums aren't really all that great. And so then they're like, but this vacuum gets up like 90% of the things in your floor. So already they're using those market numbers um, as part of their sales pitch. Mm -hmm. And 
and they went through and they they had like this really long sale oh and they had this this really you know this young girl i don't want to say she could have been my daughter because that makes me sound really old but she <laughs> could have been you know uh oh, okay all right and, and so uh and so there's a little bit of that pressure too where you're like you don't want to say no to like this this young girl who's probably working her way through college i, I don't know and uh and then uh, towards the very end it was like a hour and a half maybe two hour whole spiel the very end she's like all right so so what do you say you're gonna sign up and and uh and i'm like well you know it would be great your vacuum is really cool but i just don't have any money right now i can't do it and she's like you know what that's no problem you won't have to pay for another six months and then you can start paying and i'm like whoa really i can get this thing and i don't have to pay for six months i'm probably gonna have money in six months um and so i went ahead i signed the line you know and i was sold on that vacuum even though i was definitely not intending to buy a vacuum at that time and funny thing is six months later i still didn't have any money so (laughs) oh gosh (laughs) oh i'm so sorry to hear that but you still bought the vacuum still bought the vacuum and you know it is it is better than our last vacuum for sure because it shampoos and it vacuums so i guess we came off a little bit ahead on that deal, but I tell you what, that salesperson definitely came off ahead on that deal. They crushed it. They yeah, did their job. Made the sale. Awesome. So funny enough, your story really is perfect because there's the three aspects of, of I want to say three categories, not aspects, three categories of objections. One, uh, a handful of people go by and they call it the vehicle. The f- second one is the internal objection. The third one is the external in- objection. In your case, with this vacuum, the vehicle is the vacuum. Mm-hmm. And so when we say like the vehicle is an objection, it's like, okay, do you even want a vacuum? Yes or no, right? If you really don't want a vacuum, it doesn't care. Like it doesn't really matter how good the sales are because it's like, hey, I don't even, I, I live on dirt floors. What's the point of having a vacuum? Um, <laughs> or, you know, I, I, I actually have a company that I pay every, every, every month. And they come by twice a week and they use their whole thing and they clean my house top to bottom. Like you wouldn't need the vacuum, right? Cause all yeah. of a sudden they're, they're saying, Hey, you have to do it yourself. And that's just the vehicle. There's, there's a way that just the, the item in and of itself with, I guess, Steve jobs, he's a common topic for us when he gets up and he talks about the iPhone, you know, people that are objecting are like, well, I don't really want a phone. I'm happy with the phone I have. Right. That would be mm-hmm. the vehicle objection. The second one is the internal objection. That is, can I be successful with this item? You know, if you're, you know, that vacuum, could you actually do the work, James? Would it, would it be realistic for you to clean your floors just as well as they did with this same vacuum? Hmm. And if you think you can do it, then great. You know, you're just fine. Whereas like if someone that's like, I'm just too lazy or I really just don't care. So even if I were to buy the vacuum, I wouldn't use it. Well, you know what's funny about that is during the presentation, she actually like taught us how to do it and then she let us use it. So mm. just that in, its, in and of itself helped us overcome that internal objection. Yeah. So that was her actively, like before it even became a question for you, was her actively showing that, hey, you can do this too. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can do this. Like it's the same reason why every car dealership lets you test drive their cars. Mm hmm. It's the internal objection. They want to get you behind that wheel so you realize that you can drive this, that this car is for you, that this vacuum was meant to clean James's floors. <laughs> um, 
That's what it's all about. And then the third objection is the external objection. That's the one where it's like, oh, you know, I don't have space for it. Like if you're buying a boat, I don't have space for a boat. I don't have a trailer for a boat. I, I, you know, I don't have a house to vacuum. I live in my car, right? Or, you know, in your case, it's the, I don't have money to buy mm-hmm. a vacuum. Yeah. And there's, there's ways that you can overcome each of these. And in, in the case of your, of your vacuum, vacuum saleswoman, she was like, well, you know what? You don't have to pay for six months. So it's not even a problem. Like, yeah. <laughs> you thought it was a problem, but it's not. And the way she said it to you, it was like, you know what? You're right. It's not a problem. And by the time it would become a problem, it won't be a problem because I'll have money. Yeah. Um, that, that internal dialogue, you know, you start breaking it down. So for anyone that has an item that they're buying and that, that external thing stopping them, like, I know I have a few, I don't want to get in trouble here. Yeah. I don't know how to say this, but there's, when you're married, there's always a spouse that wants to buy something. And the other spouse is always like, what are you thinking? Are you dumb? Why, why would you buy that? <laughs> and it's a back and forth. Like, I know like my, my, my sister, I love her. She really wanted to buy some expensive swimsuits. And my brother-in-law is like, why would you do that? Meantime, my brother-in-law wants to go buy some really cool expensive computers. And my sister's like, why would you do that? That's so stupid. <laughs> There's always different external things that will break, that will break down the sale. And the best thing that you can do with your product or your offer is to anticipate those. Because in the, the podcast, in the previous podcast we talked about yesterday, we talked about the difference between marketing, sales, and closing. And sales is strictly about presenting your offer and overcoming the, the objection. And so when you start hearing objections, the, way it's, the reason it's good to start categorizing these objections is so that you can spot them sooner and quicker. Mm-hmm. And then with that consequently resolve them before they're a real issue. Um, that's the goal. That's how you can um, sell people vacuums long before they thought they were going to buy one. Yeah. And the interesting thing is I, I knew a lot about these principles beforehand. You know, I had read books, I had studied, I had even seen it before. And it wasn't the first time that we had been sold on something in this way. <laughs> like, <laughs> There are a few things that we have purchased, you know, that probably maybe we shouldn't have done or wasn't that necessary, but the salesman just did such a great job. And so, Mm -hmm. but, but the thing is, it's okay. It's okay to go through this experience, be sold on things because at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, like you you got a cool product and you learned a lot about Mm -hmm. sales techniques. So back to what I mentioned about the beginning, like no one likes to be sold and very rarely do we enjoy doing the selling because we feel icky, you know? Yeah. the, the new car sales or the used car smells, car salesman stigma. Um, did you feel like you were being sold? Uh, I kind of did. I mean, really? I kind of felt like I was being sold, but, but it, it wasn't, it, it wasn't a bad experience because, uh, so the reason we're hesitant is because we don't like to manipulate people. Right. And we don't like to feel like we're being manipulated. Yes. But if, if the person doing the selling genuinely believes that that product will change our life for the better, then, then their motives are they're trying to help us out instead of just trying to get our money, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that is the key right there. Like if you can convince people that you're generally, genuinely trying to help them and make their life better, then all of a sudden the walls start falling, you know? Yeah. And, and so funny enough, um, if I can cut in there real quick, James. Sure. Yeah. If you don't mind, next week I'd love for our podcast to be around – uh, 
sales, like actual sales tips mm-hmm. that help you break down these objections, like the, the proactive things that you can do in trying to deliver your product uh, to get people to buy it that help them buy from you, not just the initial time, but every time after that, where they just kind of know you have something like, you know what? I trust James and I really appreciate James and I know he appreciates me. Why won't I work with him? Yeah. Um, and yeah. And what, when you're dealing with people like that, that you know, and that you trust, you totally don't mind being sold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, full well, that this is their job and you don't care. Like you, you're like, you know what? You're cool. I like you. Yeah. <laughs> and so if you're okay with that, James, I say we talk about that next week. I've uh, spent a lot of time, uh, ha- many hours in the last, yeah, last while just studying that piece. And it's been fascinating um, to find like best practices of what works versus what doesn't because, yeah. Oh yeah. These are it's hard be- to find what works. It's, yeah. hard, it's hard to find what works. And when you do find it, you're like, oh man, this is my gym. I got to keep using this. So I want to. I want to give that back to the listeners of all the, the reading and the study we're doing and really helping our customers help their customers. Funny enough. Oh yeah. It's, I, I can't wait to give that podcast. I'm looking forward to it mm-hmm. all weekend. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. don't tease me. Don't tease <laughs> me like this. Awesome. Well with that, James, I've got nothing to add. So everybody else, you know, I hope you have a great one. If it feels like it's Friday, it's not, it's Thursday for us. I am off a day. I'm off a day, everybody. Good. The worst kind of Thursdays. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they are. Um, Anywho, everybody go have a kick butt day and get stuff done.